Welcome to Navigating Education, the podcast. I am Dr. Matt Rhodes, your host, and I'm excited to be here for this episode, which is going to be talking about adaptive ed tech for personalized learning and retrieval practice. Can't believe this is already our seventh episode of the podcast, and it comes on the first day of Teacher Appreciation Week. So, just a big uh, shout out to all teachers. You've made such an impact on your students, and you are difference makers. And I'm just really stoked that you're listening to this episode because this is going to be one way for you to really help support your students in a variety of different ways. So when we're talking about adaptive ed tech tools, we're going to talk about it in three segments. So first, we're going to talk about what are adaptive ed tech tools. Secondly, how can we leverage adaptive ed tech tools to personalize students learning and have students practice retrieval practice and we'll talk a little bit more what that is in a moment and then last how can we use adaptive ed tech in our instructional practice within any classroom setting whether you're in person um, hybrid or fully online there's a variety of ways to do that and then there's a lot of um, other ways that we can use the data that we collect from our adaptive ed tech tools to help monitor and adjust our instruction. So as you can see, there's a lot of different things that we can do here with adaptive ed tech. And the big why, the big why here is that you can provide personalized practice with adaptive ed tech. And that can help your students in a variety of different ways. So Let's jump into our first segment. What are adaptive ed tech tools? So adaptive ed tech tools are essentially tools that are software in nature and they provide students with personalized instruction and lessons based on the student's skills. Students are generally assessed um, using their algorithm, determine where they're at, and then students can then complete lessons and assessments in practice on reading and math skills and build their progression over time. Many tools such as iReady, MobyMax, Prodigy, Read Theory are all examples of adaptive ed tech where an algorithm dictates the types of lessons that students receive. There are options on these personalized adaptive ed tech tools where a teacher can assign various lessons. It, you can be strategic and give all your students in your class a specific lesson, group the students a specific lesson or individual students a lesson if you want to target a skill that you want them to focus on versus just letting the students use adaptive ed tech and allowing it to adapt um, to where they're currently at and give them lessons where students may need to fill that gap of understanding. So that's what adaptive ed tech tools are. The research is mixed. It's a mixed bag because some of the research 
states it does help students with building reading and math skills in terms of achievement. But sometimes uh, the studies say that there's a minimal um, effect of these tools on their learning. So what that means is that it's not fully, um, I would say, optimal, but I do believe it's better than a lot of other options that we do have during our independent practice, asynchronous time. I truly do believe that if you're providing your students with opportunities to practice areas that they need support in, they're going to start building in those areas. And that leads me to the conversation of our second segment here is how can we leverage adaptive ed tech to personalize learning and have students practice retrieval practice? So first, let's talk about retrieval practice first. So that's essentially taking the process of withdrawing something that you've learned with effort from your long-term memory into your short-term memory. As a result, um, the, the results from taking that uh, memory from your long-term memory um, consolidate something that is learned, which can make it more retrievable for later. So continuing to practice and practice and practice can make that skill or memory more likely to be retrieved for a task um, that is later. Um, ultimately, through this, uh, it can cause improvements in memory, transferring knowledge to tasks, making inferences. Additionally, uh, with these types of tools, you can have indirect results, which can include feedback from teachers, which is to monitor and adjust uh, your instruction that I mentioned earlier. You can also give them personalized one-on-one -on -one feedback or, for example, the the tool can give students feedback in the form of lessons that the students can complete to fill some gaps of understanding. Just ultimately, uh, just through this process of retrieval practice is it can produce a more focused study. So that allows for students to refocus on what hasn't been retrieved during their additional practice. So that's what retrieval practice is in the nutshell. And when we're thinking about leveraging adaptive ed tech we want to give our students opportunities to practice. A lot of the cognitive science is stating that we need to provide our students with many opportunities to practice skills in a focused manner so that they can build that retrieval so that they can, uh, you know, have improvements in their working memory related to that skill or topic and being able to transfer it to tasks, especially math and reading comprehension are all some of the fundamental skills that we want our students to focus on. And when we're thinking about taking these adaptive ed tech tools and incorporating it into our lessons, a lot of it can be done during asynchronous instruction, independent practice. One way I like to use adaptive ed tech is if students are at home during a hybrid day, they'll get a mini lesson in what we're focusing on in class and I'll have an opportunity to take a formative assessment on that to also work on the retrieval practice of what we're working on currently in class, but then have 
time, about 25 to 30 minutes to focus on that personalized learning through um, the adaptive ed tech, followed by an opportunity to reflect and summarize what they have learned. You could do it a sketch board where they um, sketch a concept map of what they have learned throughout the entire asynchronous time, or they can summarize it in their own words and write a narrative. So that's one way of doing uh, the adaptive ed tech within a lesson. Another way that teachers can do it is during any time that students have additional time. So they say they finish a task, they can always jump on to their uh, personalized learning lesson on the adaptive ed tech as an extension, or it could be done uh, strategically throughout the day. If you're in person all day, you can have um, spaced out practice throughout the school day relating to a topic. Maybe you want to assign a certain lesson about multiplying by tens or adding and subtracting fractions. You can incorporate those lessons on the tools themselves for your students to complete. Last is that you can use it as a way to provide diagnostic results from time to time with your classes. So you can assign a, a, a diagnostic test and see where they're at across the board and you can get a readout of where each of your students are at regarding, for example, reading comprehension, their ability to find key details, main ideas, etc. Same thing for math, can break it down to like five or six categories. So that's really important too, as it kind of shows you globally where your students are at. Lastly, I want to talk about for the last segment is the implications of using adaptive ed tech for our instruction. And I alluded to it just a moment ago, is just taking that data and seeing where each of our students are at to determine what are our next steps to help that student. On the adaptive tools themselves, we can essentially personalize the lesson for them. We can select lessons for students, or we can have the algorithm determine based on where the student's at, where we need to go in terms of their personalized practice. Also, it can help us just thinking about our lessons that we provide globally to our students in our class. What what areas do we need to improve in? What areas do we need to refocus on? And that really helps. Also, when thinking about students that are on individualized educational plans, IEPs, it can be a great way to work on uh, academic goals. And it can be a great way for schools and districts to log that data to provide goal progress on. If everyone's doing a iReady or Prodigy or Moby Max, you can get that reading comprehension and math data on a number of those tools periodically, and it can help uh, log those goals across the board. Overall, as we um, summarize this short podcast is, we talked about adaptive ed tech and how it can be used as a way to have students conduct retrieval practice to help them build skills related to areas they may need further support in or 
areas that they you would like to extend their knowledge in. Additionally, we talked about how it can be leveraged in the classroom setting and how it can be implemented. Then lastly, we talked about implications related to its, its um, use within classrooms and how it can be used to really help support and amplify our instruction. In sum, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I truly believe everyone can use adaptive ed tech in their classrooms. It's getting better and it's becoming more sophisticated. And ultimately, I do believe it is helping students. I've seen the research as well as seeing it happen anecdotally in my students' classrooms. And I've seen major gains in reading and math skills. If you would like to follow this podcast, go to matthewroads.com. Take a look there. You can click on the Google, the Spotify, the Breaker, etc., whatever podcasting um, playing pl- uh, platform that you're on. Please subscribe. Also check out my books, my website, so that you can learn more about the content I am creating and how it can help you in your instruction and leadership. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you on another episode of Navigating Education, the podcast.